0: This is What's Your Damage. I'm Annabelle. I'm Sierra. We're here to talk about all things bloody, scary, spooky, blood-curdling,
1: related to Winona Ryder, soul-crushing, morbid, and horrific, and much, much more. For today's episode, we're going to be talking about one of our favourite shows, American Horror Story.
0: Even though we do love this show dearly, and it provides us with hours upon hours of entertainment, it is to say the least psychologically damaging to watch
1: <laughs> we're gonna start with just a little bit of a recap at season one which was murder house for me this was number two even though it was the first season what was it for you
0: um this is an unpopular opinion but this is actually number seven to me I really what? don't <laughs> I know I know look I have my reasons which I'm Gonna yeah let's hear them
1: let's hear them okay. so I can tear you down
0: it's not scary it glamorizes mm. school shooting I think
1: okay yeah
0: and there are a few good storylines like I don't think it's the worst season like at all but for me I didn't engage really with any of the characters except Moira and I just was not that keen on it it was good mm. But I I think there's been much, much better seasons. And it was when I first watched the show, it was the last season that I watched. So I started with Asylum and then went two, three, four, Mm. tried to do five. And then I went back to Murder House. And then once I'd seen the other seasons, which I much prefer, then Murder House was just meh for me. But maybe it would have been different if i'd Mm. just watched murder house first like every other sane person in the world i will
1: say like i do feel similarly to you and that i think that like the just tate langdon as a character i think has been so romanticized yeah especially like this show came out in 2013 and i remember when it was on air and it was such a big thing on tumblr did you have a tumblr yeah. I did. Yeah. Okay. It was a huge thing on Tumblr, like these gifts of Tate Langdon with like the skeleton face. Yeah. If you know what I'm talking about, then you know. And I do think it was like romanticized, like oh, he can't live without Violet. He's like this sad boy, and I'm just like, he raped her mother, and was just a terror. Spoiler alert, by the way. We're going to be talking about a lot of spoiler alerts today, so you're gonna have to deal with it. Um, but yeah, I do think that it, a lo- some of it is glamorized.
0: I think a lot of it is. And just how he murdered not only a bunch of people at his school, but that he kept murdering people in the house as well. Mm. And people like, oh, he changed once he met Violet, but he didn't really like he still raped her mother he was still killing. He didn't change. He just fell in love. And that doesn't undo being a murderer. I think
1: for what the show was at the time when it was on TV, because I know you watched it a little bit differently. But I watched it when it came out. And it was scary at the time for like TV shows that were on just cable networks. So I thought it was creepy. I thought there was just like a lot of good plots and they actually stuck to them, which American Horror Story doesn't generally like to do overall (laughs) no shade no tea but I don't know for me it's number two it's also just such a classic I think it's a little bit like you said different because if you watch them in order you have like kind of a fondness for whatever you watched first
0: yeah definitely you know so speaking of what we watched first (laughs) Asylum which is season two now uh, while I do think Asylum is the best season overall, it's only number two on my list. Wait, what? Yeah, I think it was the best done season. Like it had the best editing, best cast, storylines, costumes, sets, all that side of things. You was all like the boxes and you gave it number two. Yeah, because the season after that is my favorite, but that's because okay. I relate to the characters more. Well, but we'll get to that in a minute. yeah. <laughs> So the only thing I wasn't keen on in that series was like the whole alien storyline because it was never really explained. And it could have been really, really interesting, but it kind of fell apart. And we never really found out like what happened to Alma and Grace, really. Mm -hmm. They just were kind of there again one day with these babies. And then we never got to the bottom of what those weird little like that I want to call them bugs, but I don't know what they're called. You know, the little thing that um, Dr. Arden pulls out of Tate.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Those, like, nano... The little nano bugs. I don't know bugs. why. I... <laughs> why am I saying nano? Like, I know what I'm fucking talking about. <laughs> I don't, okay? I just feel like they would have nano in the name. Yeah. So... But yeah, I I mean, that's a common, I feel like this is where we start to realize as viewers that like this show is so good, but they don't do a good job at the endings and like wrapping up all of this plot that they've introduced to us throughout the show. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like every season, the last episode is never like this big climactic moment for me. But that being said, Asylum is my number one favorite for sure. I just think the acting is so brilliant.
0: Yeah. Like, I, I think this is one of Jessica Lang's greatest achievements. Yeah. She's and amazing. We got to season. see Sarah
1: Paulson like really come into her own as like the leading character. And I think yeah. this season is truly scary because like the asylum parts of it are scary, but then it also scares you with like the societal ramifications that were present at the time, like being a lesbian in the 60s intertwined with like the institutions that hold you down like it was a mixture of like actual scary monsters and torture and pain with like actual scary things about being a human and i just think and
0: and also some of the things that happened to lana still happen to women now Mm -hmm. like when after she's escaped from bloody faces lair we'll call it she gets gets into that car and this man she's like oh help me help me and this man is like fuck you tries to kill her and then when she tries to describe all these things that have happened and she is completely sane they just put her back in the asylum because they don't want to believe her and they just Mm -hmm. call her crazy
1: and even like going ahead like when she has her baby like and he turns out to be like just as murderous of a psychopath like he's just like blaming her for being like a terrible mother wanting him wanting to give him up and like my father was this essence of greatness in all of this. It just, like, is showcasing, I think, these stereotypes that were perpetuated about, like, single women or, like, women who make choices about family that are different, women who have abortions, things like that, which really obviously should be normalized. But we're just – you see this character, like, beaten down. But that's what's so satisfying about it is she just, like, rises to the occasion every time. Like, my literal – will to wake up in the morning is like when I'm reminded of her like giving the middle finger in that car like riding away with those tapes
0: yeah for sure and I love that one of my favorite things about American Horror Story as a whole is that we do get to see her again in later seasons Mm -hmm. and she does come back and then it's kind of a reminder of what a powerful character she is and how it, it gives a really good impression of the world that this is all set in, like having those ties to previous seasons and bringing Lana, who was one of, I think I can safely say that she's one of the favorite characters oh, yeah. in the whole canon of American oh, Horror yeah. Story and bringing her back adds such a satisfying element to the other seasons that she's in. And I, I think Sarah Paulson is the closest god. thing we have to a god, the god in this world. Sarah
1: Paulson is god. Yeah, That's
0: the name of this episode
1: (laughs) I just think They took this idea of like the insane Asylum which is like just this Scary story thing in itself But then they added Real meat to it They made a real storyline That mattered and they put in just A stellar acting Team and I just will I've I've gone back and watched it probably more than Any other season yeah me too it's my Absolute favorite so for me For me it's number one
0: Okay, so next season is Coven, which is my favorite. When I say it's my favorite, it's like just a smidge above. Like, there's not really anything in between, really. I just love the New Orleans setting and the characters I can relate to.
1: Say it again in your British accent.
0: (sighs) New Orleans. (laughs) New Orleans? Yeah. Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) I'm not even Southern and I'm upset. (laughs)
0: Look new orleans everybody look i just say it how i say it (laughs) i can't help it well okay
1: i think the first three are like very for me they're very close in like there was a lot to work with american horror story was new and it was hot for me coven is number three like right where it actually came out because i loved it i thought i loved the setting as well i loved the house um. Obviously, Stevie Nicks gives it like seventeen thousand yeah. points. This
0: is why it. That's why it's. It's a smidge above a mm. because every time I watch her singing Seven Wonders and Rihanna, I shed a tear. Oh, and seven. I'm not being dramatic when I say that I cry. <laughs> It's
1: everything, it's honestly, and I hate to say this, but it's like the last time I really felt like the cast was like this stronghold. I feel like after that, and we'll talk about Freak Show in a minute, it sort of started to disintegrate like what the core casting was. Yeah. And we just, and it was all, I I loved seeing a cast that was mostly women. Like the male characters were all really footnotes.
0: And they were not only supporting characters in... The definition of the term but they were literally supporting characters mm-hmm. so how um you had Dennis O'Hare who was like Ugh, the ma- butler legend. I mean an amazing but his character was there to support the women and the same way they used the axe man like obviously they brought him in as the murderer but then he starts doing Fiona's bidding
1: mm-hmm. he's there
0: to support her which is very, very rare to see because the vast majority of the time it's the other way around.
1: What do you think about when they added Emma Robertson because she became kind of like a staple in the cast after this season? And I think a lot of people were, oh my God, I feel like I'm like, I felt like I was about to burp for a minute, but I I held it in. Um, A lot of people were kind of upset because they thought that she was like this, just like big, like chick flick movie star. And now she's like being brought into the cast. I feel like I was a bit uncomfortable with it at the beginning, but like, I grew to really love her and now when I go back and watch Coven I'm like this is the right role yeah
0: she I couldn't not think of another character another character another actor (laughs) to play the character of Madison Montgomery Mm. she is so perfect for it and I think that's one of the things I love about this season is that everybody is so perfectly suited to their role in the show like Having Sarah Paulson as Cordelia makes so much sense. And having Kathy Bates as Madame Lallerie, I think works so well.
1: Quick flash, flash response. Sarah Paulson, better as a blonde or brunette. Uh, uh, blonde. What came to
0: your mind? <laughs> I mean, she's gorgeous either way. She's
1: stunning. For me, at the blonde does something to me. Yeah. Like when she came out as Cordelia Fox, I was like, yes. What a moment.
0: Yeah. But yeah, I love this season. I love how this is something that I actually have a complaint about in later seasons, but I love how they brought real people into
1: the yes. characters,
0: having the Axe Man, Marie Laveau and Madame LaLaurie, the all massive staples of we didn't even talk about New Orleans culture, history, society. Um, this is actually, that's something I have literally just said but I do have an issue with that in later seasons but because these characters uh the real people come from a time before any of us can remember nobody who's alive knows them nobody met them nobody like I don't know what the word is but like
1: I am I'm about to call you out though because this season to me is probably the least scariest. Oh yeah, I don't and think that it's was scary. one of your reasons for not ranking Murder House higher, but yet Coven is your number one. I, yeah, but like I don't this. think
0: any of the seasons are scary. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. But because <laughs> I, I think with Murder House, like they tried to make it scary, whereas with Coven, I don't think they were as focused on it being as scary mm, mm-hmm. as it as they had with the others.
1: I guess it's a question of like. What it's meant to do and then what it actually does. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But we'll move on. We'll move on for now. Um, next is Freak Show, which a lot of people hate. There's a lot of things I like about it. And there's also a lot of things I also hate about it. For me, it's number eight. So it's second to last for me. Solely because I felt like there were 15 plot lines. There were so many villains. The strong man dandy mott elsa mars herself was a villain there were like so many villains that stanley guy who is also played by dennis o'hare and it just felt like there were way too many plot lines and nothing got tied up in the end so they just brought in this big shooting to just sort of wrap it up and for me i was just so unsatisfied and also it's very gross without a lot of payoff like i can handle if something's gory if I feel like there, it's adding something to it. But like, do I need to see like a pile of dead women floating in a blood red pool because they've all been slaughtered when it's not scary yeah. or alarming or shocking? Like, it didn't do anything for me. So I feel like it was a lot of gore without like a reason. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Do you feel
0: that way? Yeah. I mean, it's not my favorite. It's kind of sitting in the middle for me because there are some things I really like about it. Like, I love... The Pepper storyline Of like how we got to meet Pepper And find out more about who she was And her backstory um, Because she was in asylum as well And then we find out why she ended up in the asylum mm-hmm. And kind of what happened to her That was something I really liked about it And I liked the dandy storyline Like him and his The relationship between him and his mom. Yeah I thought was fascinating
1: And what's I'm sorry Oh my god What's the mother's actress Frances Conroy Yeah
0: uh, uh, I mean she's amazing
1: Underrated Honestly, under yeah. underrated.
0: Um, if Sarah Paulson is God, she is the Holy Spirit.
1: I mean, she was the dark cousin, so. Yeah. I also want to commend, I mean, I know it's not my favorite Jessica Lange role in terms of American Horror Story, but I do think she was a- incredible. And I did ask my boyfriend, who is German, and apparently her German accent is very, very convincing and well done, mm-hmm. which is not easy to do. Yeah. So I was here for that. I didn't like the incorporation. I know it's such a stupid small detail, and you might feel differently than me. But when they had her singing Bowie and Nirvana, and I was yeah. like, "This takes place in nineteen fifties Florida," I was like, "What is yeah, it's going Evan on?" E-
0: Evan Peters sings Evan Poulter? Yeah, I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> Evan Peters sings Nirvana, and yeah, that. Oh, I was I that? has always bothered me, but I've never really thought about. it. was it. like,
1: both of these artists were not around. Well, I mean david roy was around but like he wasn't making music he was a small he was in brixton (laughs) playing football um i was just like why why add this do you know what i mean yeah i wasn't really here for it but i don't know i mean obviously the cast was talented i just feel like whenever i see a scary film and i'm gonna mention this a lot on this podcast if there's a lot of gore in it for me there has to be a lot of payoff. And if there's not a lot of payoff, I'm just like, I don't need to see yeah, it. Yeah,
0: because especially with a lot of the gore, like you said earlier with the women in the pool, we already knew it was coming, so it couldn't even have the shock value it should have. Like, when we see Dandy inviting himself in to use the phone, we know that he's going to kill all those right. women. So then to see them in the pool, in the bloody pool, doesn't really do anything because we know that they're already dead.
1: That I mean, there's so many things that... When he sews like the head of his mother onto Sarah Paulson's body and is like dangling them like puppets, he sews
0: the head of the Avon lady onto his mother.
1: Oh, okay, but they mm-hmm. don't have
0: three heads. Could you imagine? Okay,
1: <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> um, they she, to make it look like Sarah Paulson's character's yeah. body. Yes, that's what I'm yeah, that's saying. Yeah, that's what you meant. Yeah, and he's dangling them with puppets. The other one that sticks out in my brain is when they finally capture that Stanley guy and they cut off all of his limbs and they put him, they like tar and feather him and put him in a chicken coop and cut out his tongue and he's just like this hobble of a man, like...
0: Uh, but that you don't even see that. I recently rewatched watched this series and you don't even see that until like an episode later Mm -hmm. that you just know that they're all like trying to kill him and then it just cuts to black goes to something else I can't remember what the next scene is and then I think it's Dandy or someone is looking around the main tent and then they see him in this little chicken coop and then that's when you see it and then you're like for ages I was like who is that and then I realized it was him and then I was like you could have done so much more there.
1: There's another thing I really want to point out, which is something I think is probably true for Hotel as well, which is, like, when every single character is evil or not a good person, there's not much left for you to root for. Do you know what I mean? Like, of course, there's a lot of evil. There's a lot of gruesome elements. It's American fucking horror story. But, like, if every character is, like, this conniving, mischievous, backstabbing person, like... There's just not a lot of hope left in it. You yeah. know what I mean? And I'm okay with horror films that end, sadly, where everyone dies. But there's got to be someone that you're holding on to. Do you know what I mean? Which is why I think I love Asylum so much. Because we've got Lana Winters and we actually were rooting for her to win.
0: Yeah. You know? And Kit as well. And Because we know that he's not guilty. Yeah. And he manages to somehow hold it together. Everyone fucking sucks in Freak Show. <laughs> They're all terrible
1: human beings. Um, they all are like, oh, <laughs> look at me. I'm going to fucking kill you with this axe. Like yeah, every single everybody one. Everybody is so quick to commit murder. Actually, I have one more thing I want to. I'm getting riled up now. I'm angry. The whole promo for Freak Show was about this fucking Twisty the Clown. Okay. That was what what scared everyone on the internet. Everyone was in arms about it. And then he's in it for, what, two seconds and gets carried away by this Edward Mordrake spirit, who is a man doing the worst British accent I have ever heard in my entire life.
0: That accent offends me as much as me saying New Orleans offends you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think they could have done so much more there.
1: I just think that that is a very scary thing. A lot of people have a fear of clowns. Like, actually, most people have a fear of clowns. And they made that clown fucking terrifying.
0: And then they didn't, they didn't utilize it. And John Carroll Lynch, who plays Twisty, is such a good actor. Like, he's really, really, really talented. And then they cut him off. A couple of episodes in, when there was so much scope for them to do so much more with him.
1: Look, we're criticizing the show a lot because we do love <laughs> it. Like, hence why every actor, we're like, they are, they are god. But <sighs> Ryan Murphy needs to be told off sometimes. We knew this he needs from to be Glee. Told off
0: about a lot, of and things. we will be
1: talking about Glee in another episode because <laughs> I would classify it as horror.
0: I would classify Will Schuster's behavior as war a war criminal. criminal. <laughs> okay. Jail. Okay. okay we're getting off track. To the next season. Which is Don't say it so poorly. I hate it. Don't, it's hotel. Okay. And it's it's number nine for me. I'm just gonna just go real quick and tell you what I think because she's
1: gonna go on a rant everyone I'm gonna
0: have to stop myself going on a rant. It's boring, it's convoluted, I couldn't finish it. I tried to watch it three times and I can't get more than three or four episodes in. And I, I hate it. And that's all I have to say.
1: Okay, I'm going to come in. I'm going to swing <laughs> in for a moment. For me, it's number six. So it's it's in the lower half, but it's not the worst. I think we need to take a moment and pause and recognize that our Lord and Savior, Lady Gaga, a.k.a. Stephanie Joanne Germanotta, was the lead in this, which really saved a lot of it. Was she given a lot to work with? No. Was she an absolute fashion icon and goddess? Yes. Was it hard to fill the role of Jessica Ling as the leading villainous character? Yes. But I think she
0: did her best.
1: And I want you to at least agree. I
0: do think she did her best. It's the material. She had nothing to work with, Mm. which I think is the same for all the other actors in it. Evan Peters. Sarah Paulson like they're still amazing actors
1: I just think it was miscast Evan Peters is this like old 1930s like H.H. Holmes type character he's so young it didn't work well for that the leading character having him turn out to be the serial killer he was chasing all along I fucking hated that I just feel like it was sad for me because this season had so much potential because I've actually like always been very afraid of hotels. Like they've actually yeah, very the, scared me. The hotel like,
0: that it's based on in real life is actually terrifying. Oh, it's so
1: scary in yeah. LA. The one with the girl in the, the elevator. Hotel. Yeah.
0: yeah, Terrifying. So scary. And
1: I, am I, they walk in and I was like enamored by this art deco setting. I don't know about you, but I I'm a sucker for anything art deco. Um, and then they didn't do a lot with it. It was the same thing with Freak Show for me of, like, seven different plot lines with the vampire babies and the serial killer, and then they just don't follow through with it, and you just get bored.
0: Okay, so the next season...
1: Oh, she doesn't have anything to say. She's yeah, just i Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm over it. She says, absolutely not. We're, We're moving, moving on.
0: on. We're moving on to <laughs> Roanoke, which I love this is number three for me. I love it. I think it's great. I think it's great that they tried something new, which Mm. is one of the things I liked about it the most, because yeah, it kind of felt like it was getting to the point where they were running out of ideas. And after the last couple of seasons, I know they're the viewing numbers were going down quite a bit. So I really appreciate that they completely switched it up and did something that nobody really expected. Yeah, And the setting of it is terrifying. Terrifying. Like I would not like to live in that house in the middle of nowhere with some creepy neighbors who hate us and want us to die. And I think the way that they did the whole reenactment and the talking heads, that really worked for me. I really enjoyed it. What do you think? I, I was like
1: Kind of wary about it But then like what, what it really Comes down to because for me it was number four So also a very high ranking The reason I really got To that point it all comes down To the second half Yeah, The second half when they go back into it As like a reality show From that episode on And I'm not obviously this is like a horror podcast We're very into like scary things We've seen seen all the classic horror films We're really into it I have never been so scared in my life. I was terrified. I had to watch Gilmore Girls after to be able to sleep. Like, I was so fucking scared. And the way that that is so amazing, you knew what was going to happen. It was a blood red moon. Everyone was going to die. And yet they still found a way to make it terrifying.
0: And that's why I think it's so clever. Because you knew exactly what was going to happen. Yeah, And you knew that everybody was going to die, and yet it still surprised you. Mm-hmm. It was still scary. And I think Kathy Bates, both as the Butcher and as Agnes, who's the actor that plays the Butcher, yeah just did such an amazing amazing job and she completely convinced me that she was completely fucking crazy
1: and like this is something i said to you i've said to you, i think three times but like you watch the whole thing and then you think now that i'm getting to the reality show part i've already seen pretty much all of it in reenactment form so there's nothing that can scare me you know i've seen the butcher and then the real butcher shows up and you're like holy fucking shit i'm actually terrified right now yeah. It just keeps you on edge, which is what good horror is. Because I feel like nowadays, if you're into horror, half the time you're like, seen it, done it, been there. This person's going to jump out of this thing, and this season actually really scared me, and I didn't know what was going to happen next, which is why I ranked it so high because yeah. it truly. Also, Trixie Mattel was in the last episode, so <laughs> like that was just a gift in itself.
0: Yeah, I think the cast was incredible. I loved Angela. I'm saying Angela like I know her. <laughs> is my good pal, my good friend Angela. Um I think she did such an amazing job. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean and Dennis O'Hare as that like crazy professor guy who like had owned the house and oh, like, yeah, came I back forgot about and that. made those like found footage tapes. Like that was scary. Found, found
1: footage for me is always terrifying. I'm scared of it. Cloverfield, what else? Blair Witch Project. Yeah. It scares me. It just it's the way it's formatted it feels real. But anyway. That's enough on that. I just feel like the world, the public, did not give Roanoke enough of a chance. Yeah.
0: I think a lot of people watched the first maybe one or two episodes and thought, this isn't what American Horror Stories normally like. I'm going to stop. Mm-hmm. When they missed out on a really amazing season. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> At the other end of the spectrum. We're getting there, babes. We, um, we're almost there. Season seven. Cult. Season...
1: Cult to season seven? Yeah. You, okay, see, I'm going to go first. Cult is ranked last for me. I didn't even fucking know it was season seven because I hate it so much. I, I almost didn't finish it. Yeah. I thought it was so, so boring. I think they had this idea of, like, Donald Trump getting elected is scary. True. But then that was it. There was no real, like, again, meat behind yeah. the story. And, like, also – Real normal people, if you've studied cults at all, or you're into cults at all, you know that real normal people don't just join a cult and then a day later feel fine butchering someone to death with an axe.
0: Yeah, this is like this is what we were saying with freak show. Like people don't just decide to become murderers overnight, right? <laughs> like even the most insane people, that isn't what happens.
1: Like even like Jeffrey Dahmer, you like work your way up yeah. to it with animals. Okay, like, yeah, you know, just and it was like, it was also rushed. And I was just like, where's the brainwashing element? Yeah, where's the part of Kit's character? Kit's character? I'm like- oh, my God, I'm gonna say Evan Peters. Evan Peters character that makes me want to believe him and join like- this cult. And I didn't feel I'm it. At it all. was just
0: like one day he had all of those like proud boys behind him. And we had no background as to where there were so many of these men in these uniforms who just cropped up one day. Oh, so like, where like, did they come from? As what an happened? American person.
1: If you're playing on this fear, okay, the whole thing about this past four years of trauma for us, which thank God they're coming a close, is that it caused this huge divide between, like, extremists that were really scary. So if you have this cult with, like Annabelle said, Proud Boys, You're not going to then have the wife of Sarah Paulson's character, the liberal people, joining the cult and working alongside these alt-right extremists because that is actually fundamentally what they're afraid of. So the whole makeup of the cult just made no fucking sense at all.
0: The message was so minced It's the (sighs) only way I can think to describe it. It was minced. Yeah, the only reason this is not the absolute worst for me is because I did finish it. And I that's literally didn't. the only I, like I did very nearly give up, but I I I was didn't. so close.
1: Also, one of the episodes, there's a the word Midwest in the title because <laughs> it takes place in Michigan. As a true Midwesterner, the fact that they wrote mid-west just shows me that they don't give a fuck about us. And I was upset, offended, appalled even. You you Midwesterners, you know.
0: You get okay. I think we should move on before we get upset am already upset, but yes. <laughs> so season eight was Apocalypse, which was the coven slash murder house crossover yeah. hybrid.
1: That yeah. was seven for me. Not because it was bad, but just because I there were so many things about the other seasons I liked better, which yeah. is simply why I ranked it there. I thought they did a good job with adding in the crossover. It was so great to see Jessica Ling as Constance again.
0: Yeah, I think that episode... Aside from when Stevie Nicks, co- Stevie Stevie Nicks, Stevie Nicks. Aside from when Stevie Nicks comes and sings "Gypsy" to Misty Day, mm-hmm. I think the Murder House episode is the f- my favorite episode of the season. Oh
1: yeah, it's great. It's great for like longtime AHS fans. It was fun to watch. I was entertained.
0: Like I just liked how we had the backstory as to how obviously we know how Michael came to exist, but how. His childhood happened, basically, mm-hmm. and how Constance was raising a demon. <laughs> the poor woman. I mean, she's not a great person, but she doesn't deserve that.
1: I am. Um, if we are talking about what we tend to talk about, I think with all of them, which is like, was it scary or not? I think that was a little bit of a letdown for me because the beginning part when like all of a the sudden the, the world is ending and you have to get to this bunker. That's actually scary. Yeah. Because like that could happen technically. And that was actually scary to me. And then that was like barely two seconds of the whole season. Um, I think they could have played on that a little bit more.
0: Yeah, Do you know what sure. I mean? I think if, if we're going it... on
1: for scary elements, they could have done a bit more with it.
0: Yeah, that's why it kind of sits in the middle for me. Like there were so many things about it that I loved. But there was also so much that they kind of started and then it didn't really go anywhere. Classic, like the whole,
1: classic Ryan Murphy. Um,
0: kathy bates is that and that um that like satan church thing oh yeah you know when michael kind of joins the satanic church and they're all like oh he's the son of satan and then i was just there was like one episode about that and then it was kind of never mentioned again except that um like they made a model of kathy bates's character and she's kind of like a robot and I'm then that was kind of it i'm surprised
1: there's not more of an uproar about that because like satanists are actually like very calm peaceful people yeah it's like, not about murdering people like, like satanists are like actually very chill and like mm. very much for social justice and yeah. they don't wear like red robes but it's i'm not a like, satanist just to be clear yeah, but, but like i do that, like, feel like
0: he's satanic panic yes yeah. that's, that's what pe- when people think of satanic panic that's The vision that they have of satanists which isn't accurate it just felt like
1: a cheap shot by American Horror Story I was like you're trying to make something scary it was kind of like with cult I was like you're trying to make something scary that like yeah is like scary in an abstract way but like it's not horror in that like I'm afraid to even look at the screen you know what I mean
0: yeah and it's just like a misrepresentation like not everybody in a cult is a murderous psycho not every satanist is a murderer like that just logic just doesn't work it's not like you join one of those things and then you're killing people the next day
1: right exactly um, I I'm ready to move on. Yeah, I'm ready to, the to move final on season. to the final one, which we, uh, very soon we're gonna get another American Horror Story. Yeah. But the last one we've we've seen in full was 1984. For me, it's middle of the road. It's number yeah. five. I really enjoyed it. It was super entertaining. John Carroll Lynch, great job. Oh my god, such a good Matthew job. Morrison's big dick. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I love I love 80s slasher films. Yeah. I love the 80s in general. So I really really was happy to see that, but. I was thinking going into it, it was going to be like a summer of terror, you know, and it was really just one night, you know, it was really just like one night of And of I think terror. that
0: night went on for a few too many episodes because mm-hmm. it was like half the season was that one night. So maybe if they could have done a little bit, yeah, kind of at the beginning, like start of summer of fun and then it all goes to hell. Or yeah. Or a- if like that was... You know, they had a few less episodes about the night and then a bit more afterwards, I probably would have liked it. I mean, I didn't want a whole summer of them, like, being camp counsellors because I probably wouldn't have enjoyed that because I have no No, interest in that kind of thing. creepy
1: and sort of getting more and more and more scary till there's a climax, I think it would have been better.
0: Like, if it started with just, like, Mr. Jingles just kind of, like, being around Mm -hmm. and then it developed into the rest of the night being terrifying then like that would have been kind of different but because from the start it was like everybody's getting killed and also i am not i was not happy that the night stalker was included as a character oh yeah i this is what i was kind of saying with coven earlier as someone who's really interested in like real life serial killers i know a lot about the night stalker and what he did was not only horrific but it wasn't that long ago Mm -hmm. so people obviously lived through it that are still alive and his victims families are still alive. Right. And I was thinking, what if, you know, a cousin of one of his victims loved American horror story, turned the TV on, I'm going to watch 1984 and then sees him. And I think he is a bit glamorized, not as much as um, Evan Peters is right. in Murder House, yeah. but he is still kind of made out to be this kind of like mysterious, intriguing guy, like, with a bit of a backstory he's kind of evil but he's kind of hot mm-hmm. and I think like because his you know the, the the families of his victims are still alive like you have to be really sensitive about those kind of things I right think.
1: and I also feel like American Horror Story throws that stuff in when they don't really have any other content which yeah. is like actually goes brings me to like my final point about 1984 which is like the main grievance mm-hmm. I had with it which is just like overall it was entertaining but I'm so tired of the, like, trope of if someone dies in a certain place or home or area, then they have to stay there forever as a ghost. I was just like, we've seen it in Murder House. We've seen it in Hotel. we Like, we've seen, it, we've seen it in Roanoke. I was just like, it's been done before. Like, you really can't do something new with this season. Do you know what I mean? It just bothered me a little bit. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I love the costumes. I love the soundtrack.
1: I'm going to say something I firmly believe in which is that the theme song excerpt for 1984 is the best one out of every American Horror Story intro music like it is so fucking well done. Like
0: I would just listen to that just by itself (laughs) yeah so
1: okay now that we've done that and if you're still with us you know you're brave thank you.
0: You're braver souls
1: than we are I'm just going to read through my ranking one more time. Annabelle's going to read through hers, and then we're going to move on. So my ranking, number nine, Cult, number eight, Freak Show, seven, Apocalypse, six, Hotel, five, 1984, four, Roanoke, three, Coven, two, Murder House, and number one, Baby, Asylum.
0: Okay, so mine is Hotel is at number nine. Number eight is Cult seven is murder house i'm really sorry six is 1984 five is freak show but those two are kind of they can switch around yeah four is apocalypse three is roanoke two is asylum And number one is coven because of stevie nicks
1: we want to tell the audience to give roanoke a chance give yeah roanoke a chance
0: if you're gonna watch any season like what do you think they should watch if they've never seen
1: one i think it's really good to start with murder house because it's kind of scary it's a solid season i think it starts you off on the right foot actually i would really say just start from the beginning and then see see what you like you're not gonna like every single season but that's yeah. kind of the beauty of an anthology series yeah that's you get the, something that's different the best every thing time. is you
0: don't you don't have to watch any of them in order. There's, like, a few characters, like we mentioned before, like Lana.
1: Apocalypse will be tough for you if you haven't yeah. seen it in order. But other than that, like, give it a go. Yeah. Whatever suits you.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would say just start with the early seasons, because it doesn't matter which ones you watch in the early seasons, like, which ones you watch first. Mm-hmm. as this podcast is called watch your damage we obviously have to talk about something that has damaged us this week sierra off you go
1: okay obviously there's several hundred things um but for me this week i'm gonna say it's people who wear their mask under their nose yeah i mean it almost bothers me more than people who don't wear a mask at all i'm like what are you doing they'll come up to me they'll try to talk to me i'm like You should know to at least pull it over your nose when you're talking to someone For
0: reference, Sierra's a teacher, so she has to go to work every day. school. (laughs) So she sees a lot of bullshit going on. I'm going to refrain
1: from saying my views on education, because that could be another podcast. (laughs) That is
0: really a horror story. That's the scariest horror story of them all. Not the children,
1: but the world that we live in. (laughs) Anyway, wear your mask over your nose. Wear your mask over your nose. I'm yelling
0: at all of you. That's and if you my Don't want to wear a mask. Stay home. You should be staying home anyway. Yeah, but what especially are you doing? if you're not going to wear a mask.
1: That's my damage. I'm. I'm always damaged. But that's I mean, my. Yeah. I'm like that picture of the Joker where he has damage written under his <laughs> eye. That's me.
0: Anyway, go ahead. Um. Yeah, my damage this week is that I got ghosted. <laughs> again oh, no again no and I'm sure you will all come to realize that we're not the biggest fans of straight men on this podcast no. except for Harry Styles
1: yes with one ex- And well can we put
0: Daniel Radcliffe in there yeah we can yeah Harry I Potter I Daniel
1: Radcliffe well. he's everything to me I would yeah. give it all up for Daniel but Radcliffe. those are the
0: only two acceptable straight men in the mm-hmm. world mm-hmm. actually great. Dev Patel will have Dev Patel in there too oh, oh,
1: we've got three now
0: yeah well just if you're gonna if
1: you don't want to be with someone anymore just fucking tell them right my boyfriend of two years one time ghosted me
0: like like and who does that i once got ghosted so we've been kind of seeing each other not like a boyfriend girlfriend situation oh I like you were
1: pointing to me i was like
0: we have <laughs> it's like we have i mean we are so close to the same like that we could kiss we're in love we're poor we only have one mic <laughs> I'm sorry support the podcast and we can buy another one (laughs) but yeah we were kind of on and off kind of seeing each other so when I lived in Australia Mm -hmm. for like six months he ghosts me by moving to Melbourne without telling me and just never speaks to me again Australia is cancelled I'm sorry if you're Australian but it's cancelled it's not it's over it's over So that's what's damaged us this week. Just say it. If you don't want to, I mean, even
1: if it's a text. A text is shitty, and and someone deserves more than a text. But a text is better than just nothing at all. The
0: silence is the worst, because there's always a little bit. Even though you can tell yourself, they're not going to text me again. They're not going to call me. They don't want to see me. There's always that little bit of hope that they might pull through. So sending that text, and you can just say... I don't think this is going to work out. Mm. I'm really sorry. And that's it. What that's is all it you have to say. men who like
1: ghost you and then they watch your Instagram stories every day? I'm like, make a decision.
0: Either oh you God. hate me
1: or you don't.
0: Yeah. So that's what's <laughs> so <does>. damaged Everyone's damage, really. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you or your loved one has been ghosted. Join the <laughs> club. Join the club. This has been the What's Your Damage podcast. I'm Sierra.
0: I'm Annabelle. And we'll be back again soon for more horror, scary, morbid fun. You get the picture.
1: May Winona Ryder watch over you peacefully this week. Bye. Bye. Bye.